Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome our first A-Team guest, uh, Basil Manuel, who's no stranger to the A-Team. He's the Executive Director at Naptosa. Basil, thank you very much for joining us. Patricia, always a pleasure to be with you. Good evening. It's uh, Child Protection Week, and uh, we are obviously zooming into our children, wanting to know if enough is being done to protect them. Yes, Patricia, when you read the, the stories in the local press, when you look at all the things that are happening around children, their care and their safety, it is a question we all ask. Our particular point of departure is saying uh, protecting children is everyone's business, but are we doing enough? Or is it about uh, platitudes, saying the nice things, beating our breasts and saying, come on, let's all do this. But there's nothing tangible that is being done. When we look at um, the outcomes of court cases, when we look at our social interactions, when we look at our schools, is enough really being done? And our view is uh, we are making a noise. It's bluster. There's not enough being done because the problem is simply increasing, Patricia. Indeed, uh, Basil, the problem is increasing. But my question is, what is being done? And I know you as Naptosa have penned down a statement for this Child Protection Week. Maybe articulate what's uh, in the statement so that we can be able to see if enough is being done. Well, Patricia, we are saying, after highlighting all the issues, and some of the new issues too, child kidnappings on the rise, we see these, uh, what, what are called uh, what's lolly houses, where uh, parents are, are trading their children in for sex work, for drugs. We see all sorts of abuse, whether emotional, whether physical, and we are not seeing that the values of the Constitution are being lived up to, primarily because, in our view, we are not seeing any drastic changes in respect of consequences. We're not reading. We're not seeing headlines about consequences. We are not seeing that there is expeditious justice. People are committing heinous crimes, and they, for years, don't get to to face the might of the law. Uh, we are not seeing those who keep silent and by keeping silent are colluding with perpetrators. We see nothing happening to them. And we are saying that until we have more concrete measures, until we have people being punished, the wrongdoers that is, we are not going to stop this. We are questioning the Department of Justice. Is there justice for children? We are asking the Department of Women and Children, where are you? Why are the children being neglected? Why was there such a huge increase in crimes against children during COVID-19? We're asking both the Departments of Basic and Higher Education, are you doing enough in terms of education? Or is it one week where we make fancy banners fly? And what about the community and the school and the parents at large? What are we doing as a collective? 
Now, if we don't have answers to those, or even if we are dithering about saying, see what we've done, then we haven't done enough. And that is our fear. As a union, we are putting ourselves in the middle of this, saying we are not doing enough. Well, uh, definitely not enough has been done because uh, the numbers keep rising. And I do inc- um, you know, agree with you that with no repercussions, visible re- repercussions on perpetrators, it, 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 it seems like we are still far from reaching um, a solution when it comes to the crimes that are perpetrated against children. Let's zoom in on education. Over the past couple of weeks, we've seen um, the the big damage that um, the, 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 the rains in KZN have caused, right? But not only that, uh, there are a lot of child-headed house homes. There are a lot of um, children who have l- been left by their parents, one or even both parents. What is being done there to address this from an education point of view? Because ultimately these children that we are speaking about are of school-going age. Absolutely, Patricia. Let's start with the Constitution, Section 29, which says that uh, in matters concerning the child, the interest of the child is paramount. And uh, we, are, we are immediately say, how can that be, be acted upon when our own education department perpetrates all sorts of things like overcrowding? When in the Western Cape today, there are still children that haven't entered school for 2022. When there are still ablutions that are pit latrines where children have been known to fall into. How can that be in the interest of the child? To go further, the, the, the floods, the, the, whether it's the, the riots that happened, they exacerbated an already bad situation. But let's see, how much have we done to correct that situation? It has now been six weeks since the flood. Have we attended to all those children? The answer is no. Because the urgency is not always there. We don't see these very vulnerable children as all that important. The story even gets worse when you talk about children in special needs education, the the children of the twilight, so to speak. And that is why we are saying we don't want to join a chorus of saying, let's stand up and be counted. We want to say, let's count what we have done. Then let's say this is what we must do uh, to to ensure that we are actually serving uh, the the community we claim to be serving all the time, not only as a union, as teachers, as members of society. So, Basil, clearly a lot needs to be done still. Let's let's just talk in general. Our communities are not safe uh, when children. Our home, um, they are also far away from a schooling system, uh, which is a bit more safer as opposed to being in the home environment, in the community where, you know, people are are just roaming the streets. So as an Aptosa, what's your call for more protection, uh, visibility of police in our communities? Because our children are still living in communities that are very unsafe. Patricia, absolutely. At first we are saying 
We need visibility. It is not about police running, having roadblocks and, and this type of thing. But it's visibility, changes behavior. If you don't see the police, your behavior is very different. You know as a driver how you react just by the visibility of somebody on the side of the road, not necessarily jumping in, in, into the road to stop you. And that's the first thing, greater police visibility. Schools must be absolutely safe zones. We can't have all these attacks, all these uh, violence, uh, or acts of violence rather, near and around schools. That can't happen. Yes, and some of them are perpetrated on children, some of them by children, some of them by adults, but we can't have that happen. That doesn't make schools safe. In addition to that, we need to know that our neighborhoods are moving towards a better level of safety. And quite honestly, when we are cutting budgets and we have not filled 6,000 police posts, how is that even possible that we will be moving to safer environments? It is just not going to be happening. And of course, we also need to know that the very transport our children are using is safe as well. Parents are being exploited because they're desperate to transport their children to what they, they think are better schools. And then you see children in vastly overcrowded uh, uh, transport vehicles, sometimes taxis, sometimes private vehicles. That is completely unacceptable. That is not how our children should be treated. And even in those vehicles, our children are not necessarily protected. When they are sitting uh, six, seven to a, a, a two-seater, how do you possibly think that is safe for the young girls? When they are wandering hands, etc., we are putting our children in danger every single day. And we, we are saying it is a concerted effort by everybody. But we've got to call out the perpetrators who are turning a blind eye, whether it be the school, whether it be the police force, whether it be the very departments of education, and their slow reaction to major issues that happen in our schools. Mm. You know, uh, when you talk of transports, um, I'm thinking of the recent accident that has been reported, you know, of, of, of children who were in a, in a bus going to school. And, and I mean, w we are grateful there were no fatalities, but the trauma that these children must have experienced. And clearly, there's still so much more that needs to be done on every level when it comes to protecting our children. Um, is there anything that you're going to be doing as Neptosa to just make everyone more aware of how important Child Protection Week is? Patricia, this is the second step, this publishing of, of this particular news flash, where we are calling out uh, people to tell us. But we are directing letters to the various ministries, uh, open letters, and that is, where we are saying, tell us what you have done in the last year since publishing this, your wonderful intentions last year. Show us what you've done, because we need to call them out. We can't have ministries of women and children, and the problem around women and children is simply increasing. We can't talk about the Department of Justice when children's rights 
are being ignored. When we have all sorts of crimes being committed against children without consequences, the Department of Justice can't prevent things from happening, but it certainly must ensure that the perpetrators pay the price for their misdeeds. And we want to know from police, why are dockets so seldom taken to the level of charges being laid? These are things that we want to know because we need to start putting names and faces to the problem in our systems. So, Basil, let me read some of the messages that our A-teamers have uh, sent us via SMS. This one says, good evening, Patricia. Our children are gifts to us all. We must do is nurture and love them. They are our future. Young parents, drop your selfish ways. Grannies, don't be abused and dumped on. Times are tough. Money is scarce. Communities pull together. To all our ECD practitioners, we thank you. Your sacrifice and commitment does benefit us all um the grade r um to grade five five and six year olds are the most impressionable the vip years of a child's development never ignore this and um yeah this is uh, from um, sedgefield a gem of the garden route another message coming in from an ATMO says children in schools who are called to be sangomas or healers are also facing the same abuse or bullying of being called devils by teachers and by schoolmates 2022 and 2021 we had a case of a learner who decided to commit suicide because of this abuse this message is from Josie in Port Elizabeth oh man Bullying is another issue, isn't it? Bullying is uh, one that we need to address in schools, but if children are not feeling safe enough to talk to educators or their parents or their peers about what they face, how do we then help them? How do we eradicate bullying? Patricia, bullying is one of those evergreens that is there all the time, but it's the one thing that makes children's lives absolutely miserable. And let's not for one minute imagine that bullying is only by, done by children. They are adults. They are teachers. They are, are uh, assistant staff who also bully children, who also descend into name-calling and picking children out and making their lives miserable. But there is nothing as bad as a child that sees school as a place that they don't want to be at. Because it's not a nice place. It's not a safe place. And that is why bullying can never be tolerated. But we have very sophisticated bullying. Bullying of the, by the wealthier child. I will tell my mother. I will tell my father. And this is the type of thing that is also being perpetrated. Where uh, fear is spoken into teachers. To not act against certain children. And we, we seem to think that this is not a problem that exists in, exists in your well-heeled schools. It's just a little more sophisticated sometimes, but it is happening all over the show. And that is why, Patricia, we are saying, knowing all the things, and cyberbullying has taken on an incredibly ugly side, where there are children that are called out and nameless, Faceless people are making their lives miserable. And then, of course, there are these trolls on, on the Internet who are 
loving our children into unbelievably dark places. And parents are giving, they're gifting their children with these smartphones without the necessary attention to what is my child going to do with the phone if I haven't taught them about safety, etc. So it starts in the home, but it certainly is not only a home issue. It's an issue of society, but it is also an issue of those government departments that should be protecting our children more. Another very sad uh, WhatsApp that we received saying, oh, Patricia and A-teamers, this is important. I got such a shock about news of a child um, during this Child Protection Week um, that an uncle you mutilated the child for money, took out the body parts. Mm-hmm. And there are also children who value school so much and they end up crossing a river, having to undress themselves to pass through and then go to school. This is very hard, sad, uh, hard uh, breaking. It's just heartbreaking what we are facing. Let's go to an ATM who's holding on the line. ATM Makosonke. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, Patricia, and, and your guest? Good, thank you. How are you doing? No, um, not too good, especially concerning the conversation where that is taking place currently. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, Patricia. Go ahead. Yes, I just um, want to say that um, as a nation we are emotionally out of control. And there was something profound that Alden Sentier mentioned in the previous uh, station that we used to host the program, that um, it, it is important that we have a mental health primary care, you know, um, in a sense that um, I also believe that we need, uh, I'm supporting that statement actually to say that each and every organization or um, um, government department, um, civil society, wherever where people gather, we should uh, 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 initiate pro- uh, mental development programs. If we are serious about addressing this emotional out-of-control society, I think that's where I believe, actually, because, uh, 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 I mean, um, if we don't start there, those prisons will be so full. I mean, it's getting worse and worse. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. So, so this is more of a, a, a mental health challenge where people are, are, are depressed and, and, and kids, uh, children are the, 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 the easy target. And you can even see with, with men, women are easy tired. Do you understand? So as long as we're not tackling that issue, um, uh, uh, yes, whatever we're doing, it's not that it's not going to help, but unfortunately, it is not. It, 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 if we want to address precision in terms of this issue, that's where we should uh, actually start. Thank you. Thank you very much, Makosong, and I, I totally agree with you. There are mental issues that we are grappling with as a nation, but it shouldn't be an excuse. Some of them um, are out of desperation for money. Some of them are out of anger, but it's just inexcusable. I mean, fathers killing their children, mothers killing their children, uncles raping and maiming children. It's just not right and everyone needs to pull together uh basil as we wrap up what are your closing comments and perhaps you'd like to add on to what marcos has said absolutely let me start there the the whole issue around mental health and of course emotional abuse 
is far bigger than we than we would like to give it credit for. We don't seem to be uh, paying sufficient attention to the impact of incidents like COVID-19, like the floods, like losing your home has on the mental health of children. We talk about resilience. It's easier said than done when you seem to be battered from all sides. And unless we assist, and this is where the Department of Education needs to come in, we are our counselors. We are our people who should be intervening early into the lives of children. Where are they? When are we going to see ourselves moving there? If we don't, we are condemning a generation to further self-doubt, uh, poor self-esteem, etc., and that can only spell disaster. Patricia, my appeal is: do your little bit in the corner where you are, but let us hold the people to account who should be doing certain things to help our children. Only then will we start seeing some changes coming about. Basil, thank you so very much um, for joining us and articulating your stance during this Child Protection Week as NAPTOSA. Thank you, Patricia. Good night.